Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs-Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have... I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like... <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You like oh, the yeah. hat? <laughs> Vava, this is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me tonight, rarely ever on a Thursday night, it's me and Jay. Jay, what's up, dude? Man, just coming through with a very rare Thursday night. Just the two of us. Yep. Taylor and Luke couldn't do it tomorrow, and so we said, why not just knock it out after the game Yep. instead of getting up super early? And, uh, you know, it was good to be able to follow up a 23-point beatdown <laughs> from the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder over the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, if they would have had Cam Reddish, I think the whole hey. game probably would have been different. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of, we were being teased all day long with the injury report. Was he going to play? Was he not going to play? Gonna Are we going to get to see Cam Reddish? Is he, yeah. AD and LeBron all day long. Who's going to play? Who's not going to play? I talked to Jovan, who covers the uh, the Lakers for the Athletic earlier today, and he said, he's like, I'm pretty sure LeBron and AD are both going to play. He was right. Uh, what a great reporter Jovan Buhai is. And they played, and it didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. The Thunder won in almost every single statistical category possible, including the most important one, which is points, 133-110. They beat them in fast break points, 26-12. to They beat them in points in the paint, 54-38. to They beat them in rebounds. How about that, Mark Degnault? Rebounds, 48-41. to Offensive rebounds even beat them by one, 8-7. They just they just absolutely destroyed them. And it really started with like the second quarter absolute oh, yeah. just slugging that they put on them. They beat them forty two to twenty three in the third quarter. Cause the the first quarter, they were up thirty seven thirty and they were up bigger than that during portions of the first. And it felt like, okay, like maybe the like Lakers have shown up. Like we're gonna have a game here. And uh after the second quarter, it's like, no, no, no. Like it's all over. I don't know if Jay's frozen or if I'm frozen, 
But the uh, it was really on the back of Shay the the whole time. It was really all about Shay, um, who finished with thirty three points, four boards, and seven assists. Jay, are we back? Are we back? I can I can hear you. Am I frozen? You were frozen for a minute. Let me try something and uh, see if I can get a, a, a switch here. I'm going to turn my internet off and just use maybe direct. Hold up. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm back. Okay. Can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. There's something. There's something. I'm Am I here? To. Yeah, I can see you. You're here. It might be me. Um, hey, so, so the first the first quarter started out with like. You know, I wasn't nervous. In the NBA, you don't really ever get nervous, but Lakers look good. And AD actually played well the whole game. Like, he was fantastic. Chet, I, there was part of it where it felt a little bit like how he was playing against Rudy, yeah. uh, against the Wolves. But then he kind of he kind of settled in. He started getting his shots. He had kind of an up and under that he finished. He obviously had the turnaround jump shot that looked beautiful. And and you probably could pull this up quicker than I could. It feels like Chet's in a little bit of a slump from the three point line. Yeah, um, he definitely is. You know, I I know he finished tonight. What he finished tonight at uh, one of six. It, it's not feeling quite as confident every time it's going up. But I don't know. I uh, obviously beating the Lakers by twenty three feels fantastic, and the Thunder just look like. Like such a superior team, starting in the second quarter uh, through the rest of the game. We even got a Poku victory cigar, which hey. is always a uh, good thing for the pod. That's how you know the game is good. So you get the Poku victory yeah. cigar. It's feeling good. Feeling good for everybody. Yeah. But yeah. Man, this Lakers roster. <laughs> you know, Austin Reeves, good player, but the Austin Reeves hype was just so out of control. Over the summer, like it's not. It was almost unfair to him. Yeah, Chet. Uh, to speak to the like the slump. Last five games, he's only thirty six point seven percent from three, which is a little less than like fifty percent. But I'm, right. I mean, I I have no concerns there with regards to that. But you know who's not? You know who's not slumping? Hmm. Casey Wallace still just hitting everything. Uh, he's good. Casey Wallace officially good. I really want to see. Yeah, he over the last five games shooting sixty six percent from three. <laughs> Game best plus nineteen tonight, twenty two minutes. Yeah, he I was fantastic against the Lakers. He's really good. Only took seven shots. Oh, sorry, he did. Yeah, I want to see him. T- him I just and want to Joe see- both were nineteen. I just want to see him take more shots, Kaysen. I want to see like what is like a a usage rate that's that's higher than ten percent for for him. Like, what does that look like? Because he and he's doing what he's supposed to do in this role. It's like just fill in the gaps, play defense, move the ball, and take open shots. And he's been doing that all season very well. But we're like a quarter way through the season. I'd like to see a little bit more. He's clearing those hurdles and he's playing really well. And I'd like to see more from him. Um, but he and Joe, as like a tandem, actually, like the trio. And we, Alex and I talked a little bit about this on Wednesday, but like Isaiah Joe, Kaysen Wallace, Kenrich Williams as like your trio off the bench. Like it's just so nice because you feel confident in all three of them. Like it's almost like a yep. uh, breath of fresh air when they come off the bench. Like, ah, oh, it feels good to have those guys coming off the bench for you. And again, 
I mean, they were all great. Kenrich plus 10, Isaiah Joe plus 19, Kaysen plus 19 tonight. I mean, it, and that's kind of how it felt. Well, and that's one of the things when I was watching the first quarter, I was like, you know, that's fine because LeBron, AD, obviously are coming out. and But as soon as we get to the bench unit, you're like, how are there any teams that you feel like the Thunder don't have an advantage over when it comes to that bench unit when yeah. you use Kaysen and Isaiah Joe and Kenrich Williams? And mm-hmm. and they're always going to have one of those starters still on the floor. Lindy got a decent amount of minutes tonight. What he played 12? Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not a Lindy guy personally, but I know wow. that, that Mark trusts him like thing, crazy. Is this a Bedlam thing, Jay? Is this a Bedlam thing? You still mad about Bedlam? Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I am, man. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. It took me a while this week to actually get to the place where, and this is really saying something is uh, if you're not from Oklahoma, OSU is playing Oklahoma state uh, is playing Texas in the big 12 championship. And most of the week is like, man, I can't believe I'm actually pulling from uh, pulling for Texas. And, and then finally I was like, no, I'm not. Why would I pull for Texas? Why would you do that? I know. And yes, I am podcasting from a closet. It's like a, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's called like my son's nook. And so it's got all of his, you can see like all of his Legos. Oh, and, nice. Nice. And I just have like a little itty bitty desk area that I do my pod from. So nice. leave me alone. Nice. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, dude, it's, it's impressive to watch this team be good enough to, how am I trying to say this? Like you watch them just, dismantle a team and like to have a casual Thursday night where they just blow a playoff team yeah, away. And it's just like, all right, well, it looks like I don't have to finish the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't feel like, Oh, this is like the thunder, like unsustainably good here. Like it just felt like, Oh yeah, no, they just took care of business against a team like that. They should beat Uh, the the stats after this game, like the team wide stats um, plus 8.5 8.5 net rating, second in the NBA. Defense is fifth in the league at a 109.1, just barely behind the Knicks, who are at 109, a 0.0. And then offense is sixth in the league, barely ahead of Phoenix, um, and just behind Milwaukee. So uh, looking good, looking real good. And we're almost to like that 20-game mark where it's like, hey, you kind of know who you are after 20 games. And for them to, it feels like we we've seen a variety of looks in this team. Like we have, we've only seen them look outclassed once. That was against Denver on opening night in Oklahoma City. Yep. And then every other game they've kind of been in, or they've just been destroying these bad teams. And that's how you get such a high net rating in the NBA. Like that's how Boston is so high. Philly is Minnesota. That's how you get a high like net rating and these offensive defensive ratings that are just seem so big is that you destroy the bad teams and then you stay in games with the good teams. And yeah. the Thunder have been able to do that this season. And I don't know if they'll be able to sustain second in net rating, but I, I think they're going to be a top seven or eight team in net rating this season. I mean, you look at the eighth team, plus 3.6. I mean, they're blowing that out of the water right now. And it's... Well, I don't know it's not the most... It's not the most meaningful stat, but I'm like, 
they're leading the West in point differential at 8.5. Yeah. You know, they're second in the entire NBA with that point differential. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, there's, there's two games that I really wish just for the fact that it just makes it even more valid and they're games they should have won. Like that Philly game, like, yeah, they were in that game they're and Shea, it. I felt like Shea was carrying it the whole time. And if J-Dub plays, I would say that they're probably going to win. Yep. And then, and then that Minnesota game, man, that'll be a game. I, I don't think it's going to haunt them necessarily, but man, you really wanted them to get that win and they're not going to have that many chances. But, you know, the Wolves, like Jaden McDaniels was out, which is a huge deal because mm-hmm. he's a great defender. And then Anthony Edwards being out for most of the rest, you know, rest of the third quarter yeah. and fourth quarter. I'm like, man, you really needed to get that win. And uh, I don't know. It just is, it, it's, yeah, I don't, I know you have to wait for two more games to really be able to extrapolate. Like, what is this team? <laughs> we can't, we can't do it until then, Jay. I got two more games, and they're playing. I think the Mavericks and the who they play the Mavericks on Saturday night, and then they play. Oh uh, shoot! Yeah, Mavs. Hold on, sorry. Hold on, I got their schedule here. Yeah, playing, Houston. They play the yeah, Mavs in Houston um, this yeah. week, so Saturday and Wednesday. Yeah, I mean. Both are tough opponents, both on the road. And the Thunder have been pretty good on the road, too. So I don't think they should fear that. Yeah, what, 6-1 and one on the road or something? Yeah, they, they play. Or no. Not 6-1. Not and one. Let's see. 6-1 and one in the Western Conference? 6-1. Until one last the, night, 6-2? and 6-1 and one in the East, with Eastern Conference. Ah, that's what, I, what, what am I talking about, man? I don't know. I don't know. Where uh, even am I? At home, 6-4, and four, away, 6-2. and two. Um, and then the yeah, then so the, they were six and one. They were six and one against the Wolves, and then lost to the and Wolves. Lost to the Wolves. Yeah, yeah. And then in the Western Conference, they're six and five. So yeah, looking good. They're sitting at third in the West right now, with Denver ahead at thirteen and six, and then Minnesota at fourteen and four. So they're right there in the mix. Mavs are eleven and six. Phoenix eleven and seven. Kings ten and seven. Um, they they're right there. With the best teams in the Western Conference. And then the the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers. There were so many plays that I like went back and watched where the Lakers just looked stuck in the mud defensively. Where like a play almost looked like, because I was watching with the volume off, and there were like several times where I thought the play was like the whistle had blown. And, the you know, sometimes guys will just like continue to shoot the ball after a whistle is blown. I thought like a whistle had blown just with the way that the Lakers were behaving, like with their way they moved. It's like, no, it's just Shea just getting to wherever he wanted and getting whatever shot he wanted. Um, they were like kind of pathetic defensively tonight. Yeah, and some of that you have to at least give a little bit of, you know, at least validity to the fact that they played their second night of a back-to-back. They're already an older sure. team. Uh, but, yeah, man, it was rough. And the Thunder, there was a few, especially in that second quarter, and I sent this out in the text thread, like the Thunder were also just playing some unbelievable offense Yeah, and moving the ball beautifully. And when they're, when they're getting the ball and pushing and making transition work the way it did, it is just – beautiful and really hard to defend, especially if you're a team like the Lakers who don't have a ton of athleticism. Um, 
I don't know, man. It was it was really really good. Yeah, it's a great it's a quality win for for the Thunder, and I think if they can go into Dallas and win, I mean that would be like another kind of signature win against them because the the Mavs have played well. So I think um, that's going to be an interesting one to see because if they if they can go into Dallas and beat them. Which they can. Like I, I, I have confidence that this team can actually like beat anybody in the league on any given night. Uh, just got to shoot the basketball well enough to do it. And tonight they just absolutely destroyed the Lakers. Uh, yeah. You want to just try to answer as many Twitter questions as possible. Yeah, man. Let's roll. I've got. We've got a lot. We've got a lot of TQs here. And if you have questions. Uh, in the chat as well. We will go to the chat at different times. We have 51 TQs um, that are that are here. Some some we will and some we won't answer. There's uh, it's a little risky uh, reading anything off of Twitter these days, but we're gonna do it and <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway. So, but yeah, if you have questions in the chat, uh, throw them in there. We'll sprinkle them in as we go. So. Uh, first, this is from at Cody, son of Steve. Shout out to Cody Carson, a longtime listener, longtime friendship with people on this podcast. Um, yep. Do we want this? And it's a picture of Larry Markkinen wearing a Thunder jersey. Is this what we want, Jay? I mean, I'm not going to say no to it. Uh, but are you going to but say yes I, to I it? it? I would say yes to it if it was here, like if it was a possibility, but I'm not going to say yes to it. Uh, yes, I like Laurie Markkinen. I think he'd be a great fit on this team, playing alongside. I, I think you would have to move everybody up. I think right now, if we're just being honest, based on the play, Getty's the odd man out, and you would just shift ever like it would almost seamlessly fit in that four position, but uh, it's just, I, I mean, I, you know, who else would be great on this team is Giannis. So <laughs> is Giannis something that we want? You know, like, I, Lord, like why would the jazz get rid of Laurie Markin? Like well, he's still in the age range that you're looking for. The, he's not like on the trade block. I know people look at them and say like, Oh, the jazz stink. They should just trade their guys. And people did this. People did the same thing with Shea whenever the thunder stunk. Yep. They're like, Oh, well, they should just trade Shea. Markkinen's 26. He's averaging 23 points, 8.7 boards per game, taking eight threes at 38%. Like you just don't, you're not going to get rid of those guys. And he's taking 17 shots a game. We're going to ask him to come beyond the Thunder and be the fourth best player. Like I just don't know. Yeah, that he, we I, saw we saw how that happened on the Cavs. Yeah, I don't know that he wants to do that again either. No, he, you know? he's exactly where he needs to be. Like just in the Jazz, this is exactly what they should do. They're going to regress. They're still very early in their rebuild. They have a ton of assets. Like just leave yeah. Laurie. Please stop with Laurie Markkinen. Yeah, I just don't know that he's even the, like the player that I would necessarily want. Like I, I want. I want somebody that's going to help Shea and Chet shine. And what that is is like a really good defensive wing that can shoot threes. And Markkinen's not necessarily that. Like he's a, 
he shoots a lot, and he's really good offensive player. But I don't think he's like built for the role that they would want him to be in because you still want J Dub to have like the freedom to grow as a player, and even like Casey Wallace, I think needs some room to grow as a player. So I don't know. I just don't see it. And I also, also we're talking about Danny Ainge with Utah. Like Danny Ainge would, it would require so much, so many assets to actually make it happen. To where you'd be like, is it really even worth it? Like, what are we, what are we doing now? Like, are we go, we're going all in for Lowry marketing. Like, because that's basically what it would be. Like, they're going all in for marketing. And I just don't see see that happening. Just don't see it happening. Um, at Red Sox, Rebert. Uh, assuming Isaiah Joe is going to get twenty million a year, would you rather have him or Dort long term? Is it possible to keep both? It's a good question. So we still have Isaiah Joe for two more years, this year and next year, at a just steal of a deal. But yeah, I mean, he has been special. Yeah, he's phenomenal. Um. I don't know. I don't like these kind of questions because it puts it in this place. Like if you elevate Joe, you're a Dort hater, you know, but it's hard with like Joe had some defensive plays tonight. Like he had this block on AD, obviously AD tonight. Was, yeah. It was really special, but I'm like, I, probably Joe. He just brings such a unique skill. Yeah. And Bobby Schmurda in the uh, chat mentioned, you know, keep both of them at whatever cost. And man, I'm, I don't disagree. Like, I don't, I think the Thunder are going to try their hardest to keep Joe. Yeah. Um, I think they should. He's just that kind of skill. Yeah. I think it's special. Should. It is possible to keep both. Yes. Um, if I were, ha- this team if gets I, expensive real quick. If I had to choose between the two, I'd pick Isaiah Joe. And I really, and I'm a oh, dork guy. Like I'm a dork guy, but I just think, the shooting next to Shea is undeniable. And the defense, like the gap between the shooting of Joe and Dort is much wider than the defense of the two. Um, yep. So, yeah. And also we have Casey Wallace on the team, which I don't necessarily think like he was always like meant to be the Dort replacement. And a lot of people thought that from day one, but he definitely could be. <laughs> So, um, we'll see though. We'll, well see. and that, that could just be a, like, if there's a casualty to the financial cost of this team as they get older, mm-hmm. like saving yourself a couple of years on a case and deal versus Dort's deal. Mm-hmm. Although by that time, Dort may be looking at a second contract while case starting a second, you know, or his third contract. Well, anyway, but mm-hmm. you know, you could see that as a way that the Thunder are going to take the opportunity to cut costs that direction. But yeah. And I love Dort, man. Dort's been exactly what you needed from him this year. He's done exactly what you'd hoped he'd become. And, mm-hmm. But you still, like, you can't keep everybody. That's one of the things we have to keep remembering about this this version is it's going to be a lot of guys that you love from this team that aren't going to ultimately be on the 10-year team, you know? Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, this is from at Pepsi United. Over one month in, what are the preseason predictions you'd want to double down on? And what are the ones that you'd like to back out of? His double down is Kaysen Wallace was a very good pick. His retraction is, although Mitchich wasn't bad, I think he should play more. I thought he'd be better. 
Um, you have any thoughts on preseason predictions that you want to double down? Yeah, on? I was pretty hyped on on Vava. I was, and I think part of that is probably strategically just not playing him the minutes that I thought he was going to get. Yeah, uh, I can't remember any other real hot takes and. Um, I still, I feel like I maybe even undersold the 50 wins for this team. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty about that one. Yeah. Uh, it's looking, looking possible, looking very possible there. Um, something that I want to double down on. I mean, I was very high on Chet and Chet at center in particular going into the season and I'll, like triple, quadruple down on that. <laughs> that guy's so good. <laughs> and I think it's really fun watching him play and especially play new opponents. Like he's never played against Anthony Davis before. And I just can't wait to watch him play Anthony Davis again. Cause I just feel like he's, Man, like, he's... like a student of the game, like really wants to like know how to get better, watches his opponents and then like comes back and like the teams that we've seen him play twice, it's like, oh, like he's a little different now. You know, like we saw him against the Warriors and like he was awesome after he got to see them a couple times um, against the Bulls. He just was a different guy from the first game to the second game against Chicago. And so I'm just intrigued to see him continue to get better. He's he is outrageously good. <laughs> Yeah, he's and and you see it tonight. You saw it kind of developing in real time. Mm-hmm. But I love what you and you and Alex both mentioned about the Wednesday game against the Timberwolves, where you're like, "Yeah, the next time that he plays Gobert, you're going to see a different version of Chet." Yeah, and Gobert's fantastic. Like he was fantastic. He was I can't really stand good. him. Yeah, he's maybe terrible. my least favorite player in the entire NBA, yeah. but he was fantastic against the Thunder the other night. So, um. And so I feel like I want to just take a minute and take like a quick aside to talk about the Davis Bertans contract. A lot of people in the comments weren't aware of what has taken place. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's been reported today by some guy from hoops hype or something, but they've renegotiated Davis Bertans contract to basically remove the 75% of game stipulation. And in doing so they guaranteed 2024 25's contract for only like 5.25 or 5.5 million dollars. And so instead of having to do the thing where if you play 70, you know, 6% of games, he gets a full 19 million or whatever it was for next year. Mm-hmm. They removed that stipulation and then made it to where he's only guaranteed 5. Point whatever it is regardless. Yeah, basically so, like they give him uh, 250k to amend the contract. And for whatever reason they they want that flexibility. I mean, the Thunder always want flexibility within every situation. And so this gives them a little bit more flexibility there. It was reported by my guy, Mike Scotto, who has like carved out like a nice little uh, niche here for himself where he like he gets uh, kind of the... It, it's funny how like NBA reporting works because like he started to get like a lot of like these like smaller deals and like he's really working his way up to getting bigger deals but it's just so hard to to beat the shams and woges of the world but mike's mike's doing a good job i like mike um but yeah i think it just provides the thunder with flexibility um you explained it well and that's just is what it is like his 
Um, he's he was never going to play seventy five percent of the games, anyways. And he's like, we're only just like a handful of games, I think, away from him, like not even for that not even being possible. But, anyways, I think it's just about more flexibility for the Thunder, and I don't necessarily think it's like a inevitable trade happening, but. You know, I think that it makes him a little bit more tradable um, immediately since that's been amended. So uh, Presti's always up to something when sometimes it doesn't amount to anything but just added flexibility or added options. And I think that's just kind of what this is right now. And we'll see if it truly amounts to anything. But it's at least. I doubt it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like who- every every trade exception the Thunder have ever had that it's like, well, it just expired. Yeah, yeah. They oftentimes you you don't need the flexibility that you're given, but you'd rather have it than not. Uh, okay. Yep. At Shut R King, Shutter King. This is maybe a cameraman. Um, when are we going to get the 5W lineup? Wallace, Wiggins, Williams, 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 Waters. Feels like it is important that we need to start putting pressure on Coach to make it happen. It actually happened tonight. Um, I'm trying to pull up the lineup. Did you did you see this happen? The the W lineup? No. It was. I've never I mean, is this something that is this something has been talked about? Williams, Waters, Wiggins, Wallace, and Williams. On the court together, as all the all W's tonight. So I think that um, Shutter King here made it happen. Um, Shutter King is a is he's a photojournalist. Spoken into being photojournalist. I had it right. There we go. Um, yeah, it happened. You, and uh, you you made it happen by typing in this question six hours ago. Congratulations. Uh, at Dude Buffet. Yeah, how many draft picks would you trade for a new logo, Jay? Uh, five of them. Five? That's a lot. That's too many. That's way too like, many. Five first or five just in general? Is it first? First. Oh. Like That's way too many. None? Yeah. I'm fine. I I, I like Doritos a lot. Never mind. It just brings to mind Cool Ranch Doritos every time. Those are fantastic chips. They're good. Doritos are the the top of the chip ranking to me. Yeah, uh, it's the purple ones. It's the spicy sweet chili ones. But yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you? Where are you at on yeah. Sun Chips these days? Huge fan. I, yeah, there's good. not a chip I say no to. To be real with you, but uh, yeah, I like them all. Fritos. I've really gotten into. Uh, yeah, love them. Yeah, they're good. Fritos are better with something like mm-hmm. some sort of, you know, dip or something. Mm-hmm. I've really gotten into uh, Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. Oh yeah, those are really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are good. Forgot how good a ruffle was. Ruffles. Yeah, chips are good. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> chips are great. Breaking news. Chips are good. You're hearing it here. Uh, from at Evan ETM. Will we see a Mitzich closing lineup? Uh, probably. You don't think so? I don't what? Know. Dude, I don't know, man. Like, there's part of me that what you wanted out of 
admits it, you're getting out of Joe and Casey and Wallace. So it's like, yeah, he would be the, he'd be the third option out of those three guys to me right now. And I like what I've seen from Mitzic. It's just like case and playing, you know, five years or old, like feeling like he's five years older than he actually is, has just changed the whole dynamic of this team. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy how prepared he was to play. Yeah. Uh, and how well he's playing. And so yeah. I'm like, uh, I know trade Mitzic for, you know, Laurie Markinen. <laughs> would that be fair? Could we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I think I would do that. I think I would want to do that. Um, yeah, I I still think there's going to be some lineup shuffling as the season goes on. And we'll have some weeks where uh, Vassilier is playing more. Um, yeah, for sure. Which he's not playing at all right now. But I think we'll we'll have some... There'll be some moments where he plays. Uh, at Bazahawk... You guys briefly talked about Giddy's value on the Wednesday pod. Hypothetically, how good would Giddy be on the Spurs with Wimby? Uh, are there any other fringe or role players that would be great theoretical fits on other teams? Trey Mann on the Pistons, Poku on the Wizards are the ones that come to mind. Um, I actually don't love the Giddy's fit on the Spurs very much. Like, I like the idea of having a guard that gets the ball to Wimby, but like, Wimby is only a theoretical shooter at this point, and they have invested a lot in uh, my guy Jeremy Sohan, and he's not a shooter. And so I just don't think that those three in a lineup is a good idea at all. Um, So I wouldn't do that. I would not want to do that. I think that you have to have... If you're going, to, if if Sohan and Wimby are two of your guys, I think you have to have shooting around them, and I don't think that's necessarily a good landing spot for Josh. Um, so yeah, what would be a good landing spot for Josh? Um, I'd like to see him in like Indiana. I think would be a good landing spot for Josh. Like this, like fast pace, like offense, where he can play next to a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. Who like loves to share the ball? Um, I think he could be, like help put that offense into hyperdrive a little bit. I think that could be really fun. Um, and they've got a lot of shooting, which I think helps them quite a bit. Uh, I think New Orleans could use like a guard that can get their guys the basketball too. So I don't think I think New Orleans is like a pretty decent spot. I think the Warriors, who were linked to him originally, would be a good spot. For Josh, I think he could really thrive there. Um, I even think Sacramento would be a good place for Josh. I think there's a lot of good landing spots. I just don't particularly like teams that are building from the bottom up that don't have good shooting, like Detroit or the or the Spurs. I just don't think that's the the best place for him in particular. But I don't know. What do you think, Jay? Yeah. I- I think you're you're spot on as far as where he'd be the best fit. I, I still think that obviously all of the personal stuff is really making all of this far more of a conversation, but I don't think the Thunder have any sort of I don't think they have any plans to trade him. He's not gonna get traded this it, season. Like it's just not gonna happen. I mean, I would I be I, mean, I would be so floored if they actually did that. I would be like I would 
would do a, like a five hour emergency pod if they did that. This is not. Yeah, I, I just still think they have like like I said once depending a resolution with this personal stuff that is not you know whatever it could be at its worst right like yeah. i just think that they're going to continue to see him he's 21 like they're trying to see who he is they yeah. the pain is not finished on this house either with him mm-hmm. so just you know like just play it out i know it's really easy to be out on him completely and yeah and i get it uh, it would but, make everybody's life easier right now if Josh wasn't on the team. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, I totally get it. Yeah. But the yeah. thing is, like, he's trust he us is, for guys that have to pod every single, you know, three times a week. Yeah, we would love for this not to be what we're dealing with. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But he's he's going to be on the team, and he's going to be better. He was better tonight than he has been recently, and he's going to be better than what. And he's he's going to be better, and he's going to find a, a better role for himself and. It's on Mark to find that for him. He didn't play a whole lot tonight, and he's his minutes have been trending down. But also, like the mental fatigue of what the situation is for a lot of people, but particularly the the guy who's at the center of it all, like has to be a part of what's going on. And so I don't I don't want to speculate on too much with that, but I can just you can only imagine like what what that's been like for for him and for really all everybody that's like directly involved it must have it's got to be such a draining time for all of them and so i will hold judgment on josh and the way he's played the way he looks like he fits and all of that until we are well in the rear view of all of this and whatever that looks like and that could be a long time from now be a short time from now we don't know we don't have any clue when this is all gonna be done and so i'll just leave it at that um at deuce zero 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 do you think towards the end of games like the loss against the pelicans and other moments against the kings that it's too much shea iso and not enough team ball even when it leads to us winning games i know from past experiences with KD and Westbrook, it's not sustainable in the playoffs. Uh, I think that's a little bit of the kind of a captain of the moment, you know, what, what's the, what is, what is that phrase? Prisoner, prisoner, prisoner of the moment. moment. Uh, like obviously against you want to be a captain play. of the moment. You don't want to be a prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like you watched that Wolves game and it felt so much like uh so much like the old Scott Brooksy, you know, but Shave in a minute mentioned that he panicked a little bit. He's like, Yeah, I thought I was gonna get fouled, so I shot way too early and yeah. you know, all of that. I uh I think that it's always gonna be hard not to default to that, but just remember as we're two weeks removed from Chet Holmgren hitting a shot that was yeah. probably not the first option, maybe the second or third option uh, is my best guess on that. And, I, and, you know, even what they say, I'm like, there's no way Chet doing a turnaround three-pointer from the corner was their preferred shot. But maybe it was. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But, uh, you know, I, I think that – I think it's just a prisoner of the moment or a captain of the moment that uh, <laughs> wants. Yeah. I mean – 
not, this team does not play like that. They do not play like that team at all. And and there's yeah. going to be moments where Shea should because he's freaking incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's the top five player in the league. And like the truth is, the NBA is really hard in like closing clutch moments, and it's it's tough to just like, hey, let's just run our offense. Like, let's just run some sets. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, when you watch these games, they're not running sets at the ends of these games when it's tight. The ball is in the hands of the best player, and the best player gets to create off of a screen or a switch or whatever it is. Like, that is, like, how NBA basketball goes. It's like, and it's like, may the best man win at the end of games. Like, yep. That's just how it is. Um, it, mostly because what you want is to get a shot in those moments. And like you can't afford to turn the ball over because you're trying to run a set or you're trying to do whatever and you get too cute. And they know it because the thing is, what's so hard about running sets, especially at the end of games because teams are so locked in, is that the teams know your sets. Like they scout, they send scouts to every single arena and they know exactly like what the names of the sets are, who's going where, how it's going to happen. They know. And so when it when they start to run a set, like the teams know exactly what's coming at them. Especially in the closing moments where things have to where you have to be laser focused. And that's why it's like, hey, now we believe we have the best player. And against almost every team in the league, you can look across the court and say, the Thunder have the best player. Tonight, against LeBron and AD, the Thunder have the best player in Shea Gilders Alexander. And you feel confident with that. And he's going to be the ones to take the shots. So that's just is what it is. Hey, shout out for the super chat here from the guy. He says, love the show, guys. Been following since the PG-13 trade. And man, it's been so cool to watch this team be built. Excited for the future. I'm down to dunk. Thank you, the guy, for that super chat that was very nice uh let's see next question uh from at it's underscore day day i was curious about giddy possible contract extension this summer but obviously uh there's not clairvoyance on that so how about are you worried about okc's record against the west it's improving but it's a mediocre uh five and five or six and five now but they've dominated the east at six and one I mean, I'm not concerned. A lot of it is like the teams, the quality of teams that they played in the West versus the quality of teams that they played in the East. Like they did beat the Cavs twice. Those are like both really good wins. And one of them was like a literal miracle that they won that game. Um, But like they played Chicago twice. And that like that team stinks. Like that team's terrible. Um, The one loss was to Philly, but they've played pretty simple opponents and then out west like they lost to the warriors and the warriors are a mess right now but they're still steph curry and the warriors and that they lost on a steph curry drive um that's a whatever they got killed by denver they lost close game to minnesota like you can if you just kind of look at each game like i just you i don't know how you could feel like bad about it you know what i mean or worried about it i don't know how you feel jay 
Um, that's where I'll say it's too early to probably make any sort of real evaluation for the long-term success of this team, especially when you see how they do improve the second time they get to play these teams. Um, so I, 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 they're not trends. Like there's no trend for me based on East. It's just who they've played. Mm-hmm. And I am intrigued to see them have some of these, you know, like this game on Saturday mm-hmm. is playing the Mavericks. You're going to be playing a team that is in that kind of echelon yeah. of, of teams that, you know, they need to prove something against, you know, they haven't. And I, I know Alex mentioned that on Wednesday is just the, you know, what's the marquee wins. And obviously the Warriors game is probably the marquee win to yeah, this point. Uh, the Cavs win was substantial for a lot of reasons, but yeah, as far as, one. you know, the total, total conversation, but you know, you, you've got to beat, you've got to beat good teams, you know, and that's something they have the ability to do and they're doing it. Like, I think the Lakers are decent, um, but I, yeah, I don't think anything record. from the past. Yeah. I don't think anything from the past few weeks is any indication of, you know, are they successful in this, in the East versus the West or versus these teams or versus not these teams. They've been competitive in every single game, except for the Nuggets game. Mm-hmm. Like they could have easily won the Warriors game. But they lost here in Oklahoma City. the the King the Kings game in Sacramento was one where it felt way more lopsided. That was the most off the team has felt outside yeah. of the Denver game. Yeah, that was game. Was um, so and then obviously the Philly game, they were in it in just a strange game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I was trying to watch the OSU BYU game the whole time. <laughs> so was Royce. I was sitting next to Royce. He had it on the whole time, and he was. You know what? If you want to blame anybody, if you're a Sooners fan, if you want to blame anybody, you can blame Royce Young because he was mocking me almost the whole time that OSU was losing to BYU. And yeah, so, definitely his fault. Yeah, it's definitely. It's Royce. either him or my friend Chase. Chase Lilly was like, "All right, so we go to the Big Twelve Championship game together." I was wow. like, "Yep, well, here it is. This yep. is your fault, buddy. It's also your his fault. fault. Also his fault." Uh, let's try to fire through some of these. We're already at 46 minutes, Jay. Um, at Let's go. Red Devil Report. When will we get tired of comparing Chet to Kevin Durant? I won't get tired of that because that means Chet's awesome. I don't know about you, Jay. Uh, different players sometimes look similar on offense, but uh, just different. It's just different. Yeah. Uh, at, I love Chet. He's so good. He's such a good basketball player. Really good at basketball, that guy. Uh, at underscore DP Mont. Has Kenrich cutting his hair been talked about anywhere? Literally, just noticed it this game. Yeah, he's had his hair cut all season. Uh, he looks good. Feels good. It's good to have Somebody him asked him about it, and I can't remember the answer or who asked it, but yeah, he cut it. That was it. That's it. That's a shame. Uh, at Garrett underscore Jones 25, uh, does Poku get the Bayes treatment from last year? Um, I mean, it's possible. Meaning traded? Yeah, like traded instead of extended. Like I, I don't see any real uh, distinct possibilities for an extension there for Poku uh, unless things change significantly, which maybe they could. But yeah, he may, he may get traded. So we're having people... Yeah, he's done. I'm, I love Poku to death, but he's going to be in Europe by the end of the 
2024, middle of 2024. But wow. Hoops Talk and Brian Ton or Bronton said that Kendrick's Kenrich's wife made him like, hey, it's time for you to shut that or cut that. That's a shame. Yeah, Poku's done. Like, what's he going to do? Uh, he's going to be a star, Jay. Okay. <laughs> Just leave him alone. <laughs> Leave the guy alone. Let the guy spread his wings somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He's a peacock, man. He's got to learn how to fly, or he's got to fly. That's right. Um, at Andrew Boo to rank these Thunder media personalities using a fast food scale. So give Ooh. me. Uh, we'll just go Chick Fil A, McDonald's, and um, well, just say whatever comes into your mind. Uh, Matt Pinto. Yeah. Matt Pinto. Uh, Matt Pinto. I'm going Wendy's. Dude, I was thinking that too. <laughs> because like here's the thing. Like Wendy's, I always feel a little weird when I go to Wendy's, but I'm always like after I leave I'm like, man, and after I eat Wendy's, I'm like, it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind of older, traditionalized, you know. You can like, get a I baked potato there. Yeah, you can get chili. You can get chili. Um all right, uh Brian Davis. Frosty. Frosty, yeah, yeah. Hold on, Brian Day. Are we? Is this throwback, Brian? Yeah, Davis? there's some there's some throwbacks in here too. Uh, steak and shake because steak and shake is no longer around here. <laughs> <laughs> and did he leave in like controversy? Con- controversy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shout out to Brian mm-hmm. Davis. He was great though. He was awesome. I like Brian Davis. Um, Chris Fisher. Uh, Subway, man. Oh, that's a good one. Jay, you're on fire tonight. That's just, really good. He does. He, he just, he's just, he's just there. And he's, he's just there. You know, you can find one on any corner. He's just there. Yep. Uh, Michael Cage. He's, I actually don't hate our team. Mike, this is where I'm going to really, really shift, shift the whole conversation for okay. you guys. Cause okay. I oddly love Michael Cage. Wow. Okay. Like, Love Michael Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, he's not he's not quite the Chick Fil A, obviously. But yeah. I would say he's a good McDonald's man. Kind of fun. Sometimes you're embarrassed that you enjoy him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally that's totally it. She's like, man, I just ate a double quarter pounder and it was delicious. Like you don't you don't tell people <laughs> it was delicious, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not you sharing. Don't tell that. people that. Like I'm not like sharing it on social media. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's he's the he's the fast food that you throw away before you pull into your house. <laughs> like you have to go find a dumpster or like a trash can. So your wife doesn't know. Uh, Grant Long. Remember oh, Grant Long? Oh Grant gosh. Long. How about this? Is just because I mean, it actually doesn't have to do anything with the name, but I'm gonna go Long John Silver's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. It, there was a season where it was okay, but. If you ate it today, it would be problematic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nancy Lieberman. Nope. No comment. Antonio Daniels. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Chick-fil-A. He's the Chick-fil-A of the bunch, for sure. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good on the Pelicans broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. And just like an awesome dude as well. Uh, Nick Gallo. Is that it? My man, that's what I was wondering. You go, Nick Gallo. Nick Gallo's a uh, 
He's a, I don't know what would be kind of close to Chick-fil-A level. I give, I, like him, I, give him, I give him Chick-fil-A too. I think Nick and both yeah. Nick and Paris do a really good job. They're both on the list. I give them both a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I think they're they, they both really do, do. A, they both do a really good job. They both bring good energy. They both really like really know their stuff too. So yep. shout out to them. Um very interesting question. I did not I did not see that one coming whenever <laughs> I started looking at these TQs. Uh okay. Let's see. Ooh, Whataburger. Hotspots Casino said Gallo gets a Whataburger. Whataburger's good. I do like some Whataburger. Yeah. Real good. Yep. Hey, did you notice? Did you have you noticed? I mm-hmm. I know you don't watch games like on Bally all the time, like maybe mm-hmm. some of the rest of us do because you're there a lot, but mm-hmm. Taco Bueno are they're they're trying to revive themselves. Oh, really? They're having commercials. Yeah, they've had some commercials that say it's like Taco Bueno is back, baby, and then it just like goes to this whole chalada meal and you oh. know, Mexi dip and chipping. Like, oh wow! So maybe they finally realized that they had they had been uh, falling apart for the last I don't know seven years. They used to be a really used to be a big deal on this show at the whenever we yeah, first started, huge. But now, like I haven't I haven't been to Taco Bueno in years. Last years. time I went, I refused to go back for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, maybe we maybe we ought to give it another try. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I am Kev Kev Bot says on Tuesday I had my third child and first son. Congratulations. Who should uh yeah, who should be my son's first jersey? Doesn't have to be a Thunder jersey. His middle name is Fox. So a throwback Kings with Fox could be cool. Yeah, that could be cool, but you should give him you should get him a Thunder jersey. You should get him a J Dub jersey. That's what I would recommend. Yeah. Or or just get a custom one. Yeah. You know, like do no, Fox on the back no, of it. That, no, and no, no, number, do that. Number, number don't 23. No, nope, don't, don't, do don't do that. Okay. Don't do that. I was going to say get the one that the L-Man has, but. Yeah, don't do that either. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that either. <laughs> um, let's see. At CJ underscore Pike, if you could add one player in the league that comes off the bench to this team, who would it be and why? So a player that comes off the bench from any other team, who would that be and why? It'd have to be a big big wing is who is what I would like. I, th- I think PJ Washington comes off the bench some. He's he'd be an interesting one to throw onto this team. I wish Jaime Hawkes came off the bench because that would be somebody that I would like to add to this team. I think Jaime is he starting really for good. them? Yeah, he starts. He's like freaking, That's awesome. freaking really good. Um, Moses Moody comes off the bench for the Warriors. He's kind of an interesting player. I like him. Um, hmm, who else? I don't know who's coming off the bench. Like I'm trying to put my mind on Nas Reed. Nas Reed would be an interesting one. He's been he was really good the other night against the. Yeah, Thunder. I know that's the only reason I mentioned because I hated every minute he played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are some interesting options there for for the Thunder. But yeah, they're. I mean, the Thunder are in such a good spot. I it feels a little greedy to try to play. Who comes them. off the bench in New Orleans? Anybody from New Orleans you want? Trey Murphy or if Trey Murphy came off the bench, Trey Murphy would be amazing for for OKC. 
I like Dyson Daniels, but he also doesn't shoot it, so maybe maybe not. Jordan Hawkins yeah. shoots it, but like he's like a Isaiah Joe light at this point. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. At B Parker two three three seven, if we continue at this pace for the whole first half of the season, if slash when do we make a big trade to fill holes to try to be really competitive this year? And who would you target? I'm sorry, man. Uh, I hate to be the wet blanket here, but this is not going to happen this year. It could happen in the summer. It could happen next year. But also, we just don't know because they may have the guys on the team that they need. And they can, they can make a pick in the draft that kind of fills that hole, too. So there's just not... I don't think that there's... And, and we keep hearing about this, and this is like kind of how like the national media covers this team is like hey they're good and they have all these picks so now the obvious next step is for them to use the picks to get mm. players and that's not necessarily how this is going to go um I, eventually they will use picks to trade for players i believe that will happen but um i don't see that happening yeah i don't think anybody should expect it to be anything significant and, yeah. and i i could see them using like, you know, this draft, people are already saying that there's it's not elite. There's who mm-hmm. knows. But, dude, if they find somebody in the top six that they think could fill that power forward, that can stretch, play some defense, you know, all of that, mm-hmm. and they have seven and they have ten and, you know, they have their own or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I could see them doing that before I would see it because they're, they're not in a rush to push a button. Yeah. Like, they're going to be potentially second round of the playoffs good, and they're the, what, third or fourth youngest team in the NBA currently. Second you youngest know, team not of, young. of the guys yeah. that they play. Yeah. So I'm like, just yeah, just wait. They're going to be one of those teams that's playing in the NBA Finals with 12 first-round picks in the next four years kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think we we need to wait and see this play out a bit before we like start jumping to like here's what here's who they should get or who's like the fantasy like GM stuff like I just think that it's we should just slow down because like this team is really good and they have a lot of good players and like if we think Casey Wallace can be a much better player than he is now and I think that he can be then like there's there's not any real need to like go find guys that can go get like go get you buckets that can go take a ton of possessions and a ton of shots, which is like what people suggest all the time is like, oh, let's get the star player to come here. Like, why do we? Why do you need that? Why do you need somebody that takes fifteen shots a game or twenty shots a game on this team? Like, that's that is actually like not what they need at all. They actually just need mm-hmm. some guys that can come in and like play like roles and like somebody that can be maybe like 25% better than Ken Rich is and like play the role there and like be that guy, you know, like that's kind of more so what I would want rather than making a trade for some star, because I believe they have the stars on the team already. And like, you just need to allow it time to kind of, uh, to cook a little bit. And that takes time and you can't, you can't substitute time and experience Whenever you try to do that, when you supplement like players, you may fast forward a little bit, but look at like what Philly did when they tried to do that with Simmons and Embiid, and they're like, "Let's do it now." Jimmy Butler and 
uh, Tobias Harris and like they hit the fast forward button. They got good and they had like a chance, but they've still not gotten out of the second round. Like you're not guaranteed just because you hit that fast forward button to get to where you want to go. And so you just have to be really careful. And then like they were forced because they made those trades, they were forced in a position where they had to make really big decisions a little bit faster than maybe they even wanted to. And so they had, they were in this position where they had to choose between Jimmy and, and Ben and they chose Ben, which everybody thought was the right decision at the time, but it was absolutely the wrong decision. And, you know, now they're in still in decent shape, but still haven't gotten out of the second round. Uh, You know, so you just, you want to be a little bit more patient with it. Uh, And I think the Thunder are going to be. And they're in, they're in, frankly, they're in better shape than uh, the 76ers were even at that point. So um, it's good. Uh, let's see. Mm, at Thunder Meme Guy, has there ever been a better Thunder bench than right now? What was the best Thunder bench? I feel like it was always an issue. Uh, I think like the. The the twelve thirteen team had a really good bench, like Kevin Martin, Nick Collison, Reggie Jackson, Derek Fisher was like the bench for them yeah. down the stretch. Like that was really good. Like that was a really good bench. Um, yeah, Kevin Martin was fantastic. Kevin Martin was really good that year. He was really really good that year. So that that bench is probably a little bit better than what the Thunder's bench is now. But you give it a year, like you give Case in another year, you give Jay Will another year. Yeah, that may not be the the case. Maybe like the twenty twenty team. Let me pull up what their the Chris Paul team was. Like, that the yeah? Because like Schroeder was really good that year. Yeah, for them, I don't know if it's necessarily better. Let me look. I'm gonna look at a rando game. Down the stretch. Was Dort starting? Dort was starting for that team? He was down the stretch. But like Dort was in the G League for some of that, too. Wasn't that the year he had 30 in the Game 7? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was in the G League for a big chunk of that season. Yeah, they had so the Schroeder, Nerlens Noel... Hamadou oh, yeah, Diallo. Like um, it wasn't that good. <laughs> no. So maybe. It wasn't that good. Yeah, so this is a game from February when Dort was like, he was like in the starting lineup because like he, he had to beat out, basically had to beat out Terrence Ferguson to get there. And it was like, oh yeah, he's like so much better than Terrence Ferguson. <laughs> it's not even funny. Because um, they started CP3, Shea, Gallo, Dort, Steven Adams was their starting lineup. God, that team was so much fun, man. And then brought Schroeder off the bench. Yeah. Um, and then like Nader played a lot for them, and Nerlens played a lot, and Hami played a lot. I'd say, I'm surprised Hami didn't have a job in the league. I thought he was actually pretty good for the Pistons last year. And he didn't even get yeah. That's weird to me. Uh, but this is, it's going to be, Close. I would still say that twelve thirteen team probably had the deepest bench, but this team you could convince me by the end of the season that this team has a deeper bench. Yeah. Um, it was Kevin Martin, Nick Collison, 
Kevin, Reggie Jackson, Reggie machine Jackson. to beat. Reggie was really good, as much as we just hate that guy. Liggins, DeAndre Liggins played for a while. Yep. Yep. Um, maybe a couple more. We're already at an hour here. Um, at Johnny Hill 34, regarding yep. Zach Lowe owing a favor to me, I'd love to see him on Andrew versus the beat. That said, Zach is the king of tangents. But can he hang with the fry pod side conversations? Can he make the ooze noise? Does he eat cereal? He wants Oops. to know. Ooh. He wants to know. Any thoughts? Um, I don't know if we can get Zach Lowe to come on at 6 a.m. on a Friday. That'd be cool, I though. I doubt it, although it's 7 a.m. where he lives. That's true. That's true. I'd want him here in person. I'd and want we him really only start at... We start at six thirty, so that's true. Still, seven thirty is a big ass. You should for people in the NBA. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Like, get it. You're going to be in Vegas here in what two weeks? Next week. Is it next week? It's next week. Yeah. yeah so, I'm I'm assuming he'll be there. Like, that's where you got to do it. If we could do it in person, that would be better. Yeah. It's always better to do it in person. We'll see. Always. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Would you, at Watkins B1531, would you rather add Dort to the KD Rust teams that desperately needed a shooting guard or Prime Ibaka to this team? We need a defensive Oh, Prime Ibaka. Yes, shoot. please. Thank you very much. Andrew's words, and I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, Prime Ibaka would be so sick next to Chet. Because, I mean... Peaky Baca. Peaky Baca. Yeah, Peaky Baca next to Chet would be super-duper sick. And at that... I mean, if Ibaka was in the league now and a young, like, 23-year-old Ibaka or whatever, you would have him just shooting so many corner threes. You know? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he was such a good shooter. And so, yeah, he's not a he. He would struggle a little bit with this team because he's not much. He was not ever much of a decision maker, but they yeah. would just have to be content with him just like parking his butt in the corner on offense and then on defense. Like you just let the, like those two on defense would be absurd. Yeah, that's a problem. Would be absurd. They would be so good. Uh, Zach Deke, would you rather be stuck on an island alone with Presti or Degnault? <laughs> Degnault? Degnault, for sure. Uh, I love, uh, both those guys are awesome, but uh, Mark. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Based on expectations, another one from Zach Deke. Based on expectations coming into the season, who has outperformed their the expectations more, Kaysen or Chet? Uh, man, I had like no expectations for Kaysen. Yeah. So that's something, but I don't know. It, it's also easy to say that Chet has even exceeded expectations. Yeah. I think it's still probably Kaysen just because I don't know that anybody thought that he would be like in the rotation, like every single night and like trusted by the coaching staff, like right away, every single night. Um, and shooting over 50% from the three point line. Yeah. 
So it's still probably him, but I think both have definitely exceeded expectations. Yeah. Um, OKC Rammer or OK Crammer. Um, Probably that one. (laughs) Coming to OKC tonight for the first time as a 21-year-old, where should me and my friends go? I'm not the best person to ask this question to. That I got you, man. So you need to go to Lunar Lounge. Tons of fun. Good spot to go to. RJ RJ Supper Cup Club. A lot of fun. Uh, Fassler. We've enjoyed Fassler. Jones Assembly is a great spot, too. Jones Assembly is Those are uh, four four places I would uh, try to go. And Brahms. Um, Okay, last question. Brahms. Bag of burgers. Get yourself a bag of burgers. Uh, At Will Roche underscore... Is it realistic for Shea to make all NBA first team and all defense first team with the way that he's been a two-way force so far this season? It'd be really hard for him to be all defense first team. It'll be really tough for him to be all defense first team for sure. Um, you can make the second team, maybe. What about MVP. I think that he's on the list. He's on the short list currently. If the Thunder finish in the top what is, top three, he that's can what I was going to say. What does he? What What does the team have to do? They got to win more than fifty games. They got to be in the top three of the Western Conference, and like the Nuggets and Jokic have to like take their foot off the gas like they did last year. <laughs> you know, um, right. like. Those or or are, an injury. Like they've been sliding since Jamal got hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, I don't so like if you look at the top of the standings, like Boston, it would be Tatum, but I just feel like people are a little reluctant to like make Jason like crown Jason Tatum like the best player in the league for whatever reason. Um Orlando, there's nobody on Orlando that would win the MVP. Milwaukee, I mean Giannis, obviously, and Embiid. Like Giannis and Embiid are probably like the guys in competition most for it. If it's not Jokic, but like he's going to be in the, he will be in the mix, and also Luca deserves to be mentioned here. So like, yeah, Luca, Shea, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid is like the list right now for me. And you could put Tatum in there too. I'd put Tatum in there as well. But I just feel like the NBA, yeah. like media at large, are a little reluctant to make him like truly a part yep. of what's going on here. And like in Minnesota, like I just don't think that. I think Ann Edwards would be the guy, but I just don't. Anthony. I just don't know that he's going to have the quite have the numbers that it's going to take or the narrative probably. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to get there. But Shea. I mean, averaging up over thirty points per game is uh, is pretty absurd. What he's done so far this season, so thirty six yeah, and six. He's special. So, yeah, he's he's gonna have a shot at the MVP if this continues. Yeah, Booker, Great Pape says Booker. Yeah, he's just gonna have to play enough. Is what it comes down to, and the Suns yep. have been awesome lately. Um, but yeah, Booker's just gonna have to. He's gonna to have to continue to play. So and Katie's been yeah, Katie's been good too. Yeah, I'm excited to see them in the in season tournament. I think that's gonna to be that's gonna be really fun. 
Uh, all right, Jay, anything else before we go? Lots of questions. We didn't get to all of them. We thank you guys so much for always sending in your TQs to us uh, for the Friday pod. This is the Friday pod, if you are still wondering if you're going to get two pods. Jay's so tired. Jay, we got to get you, you to bed. Not. We got to get you to bed, brother. I know, man. <laughs> Here's the deal. Like, I am in bed between 10 and 30 every single night. That's good. Every night. That's good. That's healthy. It's 1130 and I am just like zombified. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for tuning in to the pod. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. And we will talk to you guys again on Monday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.